Food isn't only a part of life. It's woven into the fabric of our culture and identity. Connect with the individuals who work tirelessly in kitchens and restaurants across the globe to bring it all together for us on The Devoured Podcast. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce. Welcome to The Devoured Podcast. Today, I'm joined by owner and founder of Soothsayer Hot Sauce, Kyle Janis. Kyle, appreciate your being here, brother. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's no, an honor. Likewise, likewise. Uh, and, you know, we met because you were selling uh, your hot sauce, had a sample of it, you know, yep. and uh, it was freaking phenomenal. But the it sauce, was gone sauce in, like, market two days. at House yeah. of Vans. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was an awesome time, awesome time. But yeah, jumping into it, tell me where you're from originally and how you got into the hot sauce business. Uh, born and raised here in Chicago, um, which is not a, a hot sauce or spice-friendly city. Um, but I had worked uh, a number of years doing traveling, touring, production, and merchandise for the classic rock band Chicago. That's awesome. And yeah, a lot of a lot of a lot of Saturdays in the park. Um, <laughs> And over the course of traveling with them, I had amassed a massive hot sauce collection. Uh, not massive by some standards today, but a good 100, 120 bottles. And, uh, and this I was is just collecting as you were traveling? Just grabbing whatever I could find, either taking it from catering or picking something up in a, a grocery store in the city or at a truck stop overnight. Um, and just would bring them home. And I had some favorites that I would use, but just a whole cabinet of just nothing but hot sauce. Um, this li- living by myself in Edgewater. That's so funny. And, uh, and I was- Did you grow up that way, like, like liking it, or was it a family No, thing? I uh, actually remember the first time going to a Noodles and Company, and I was probably 13 or so, and they had, they were the first time I ever saw the Sriracha. Uh, it was way before it got popular. Sure. And I couldn't get enough. Like, I probably ate half a bottle on my noodles that day. And it was just, that was definitely a tipping point for me of uh, this is something I'm interested in and into and like for flavors and heat. Um, And then when I was moving out of that apartment, I realized I have a very large vinyl record collection, too. And so I didn't want to move two large, fragile, heavy things. And so for a week, I just went and would get a cheese pizza on my way home from work and then try 10 or 12 different hot sauces, <laughs> purely out of the interest of like, I never even thought a, th- a thing about it at the time. It was just, I want to whittle this down to like maybe 20 bottles to move because wow. that's just easier. But then that's actually pretty hilarious, by the way. Yeah, it was my my <laughs> digestive system wasn't very happy with me for that week, but I needed to get it <laughs> for done. That week. Yeah, for that week. <laughs> well, because it was every night right, for like right, a solid right. week. Yeah, yeah. Um, but very quickly realized like this is what I like. This is what I don't like. Like I don't like the watery stuff. I don't like the like heavy salt or anything like that. And so after I'd moved, I was still just kind of thinking about that and thought, well, what what if I can make what I like? And then just dove into Google and all kinds of like message forums. Uh, I think it's called the Hot Pepper, which is an excellent just like community and resource. And through that, just kind of self-taught how to make hot sauce. Now, it wasn't that you were thinking, I want to start a business. It was just, I want to make hot sauce. No, right? this would just be a fun thing. And I can give yeah. it out to friends. Yeah. And I did just that. And then I started uh, actually Perdition, one of our flagship flavors made that and uh, brought a little bottle of it to Kuma's Corner when mm-hmm. I went out for dinner with my then friend, now fiance. Wait, hold on, but, but this was, 
This was not just you went out. This was like your first date, wasn't it? Oh, no. No, we were just friends at this oh, point. Oh, you were just but friends. Was, oh, okay, we were okay, just okay. friends. You weren't even dating. No, no. Gotcha, uh, gotcha, But gotcha. I was just like, oh, I'm going to flex. And I, like, I'm pretty proud of what I've done here. And so I brought it with us for dinner. And uh, she was blown away by it. I was super excited about it. Like, our the waitress even stopped and said, what is that? I was like, oh, I made this hot sauce. And she's like, oh, like, can I try it? And it's like, yeah, of course. And she did. She's like, oh, my God, that's really good. Uh, and then that's when everything started turning and the wheels started moving towards, maybe I have a thing here. How long ago was that, that, that you went to Kumas? That would have been like fall 2014, okay. I believe. Now, at the time, you were also going, I mean, well, take me through, because I, I mean, obviously, it's your memory, right? Because <laughs> you started selling it um, at concerts. That's yeah. kind of where you got started, yeah. right? So that's... Uh, that's kind of how it developed. So I kind of had the idea. I thought I had a thing here. And uh, I told you, mentioned you before about this punk festival in Gainesville, Florida called right, Fest. Right. Um, and I'd gone down there the year that actually that October for it. And they have a whole marketplace when you first register and get your wristband for the weekend. And there's record labels and musicians, but there's also graphic artists and people selling their own T-shirts and their own brands. And so it was just such a cool thing to see people who are participating in this music festival that have nothing to do with music. Like they're not, they're not playing or anything like that. And so that really struck a chord with me, music pun definitely intended, (laughs) um, as a way to be more involved in a music scene, uh, with my complete lack of musical abilities. Yeah, that is, I mean, and what you, what I love that you said about it was, was a way for you to be involved in the scene without having to play music. Mm-hmm. Right now. Exactly. So now, and, and the other thing was that you're doing collaborations also with mm-hmm. the artist, right? Tell me about that. So that actually, a, a year after I'd first went to that market and found that inspiration source, we were there the next year participating. Um, we had our little booth and it was the most exciting thing. Uh, and I hadn't even really considered it at the time we had done a project for my friend's band in milwaukee um but while we were at that festival and throughout the day of everyone coming through i mean most of the bands are there too and so they come up and say like would you want to do a hot sauce for my band i was like well yeah absolutely i love your band that'd be so much fun and so that really just kind of took over what we do like it definitely wasn't a thought originally it wasn't the game plan of like this is exactly how it's going to go um, but it came up and I thought, I was like, well, that's incredible. Like then I could just talk with and hang out with my favorite musicians yeah. and create something that's a part of their whole thing that I already love. Um, so it just kind of was born out of that. So one of the things I love uh, about hearing about your story is just how you really did follow your heart and, and it was it had nothing to do with, you know, this, this desired outcome. It was just, you know, being true to yourself and saying, this mm-hmm. is what I want to do. I want to have fun with it. But how everything just happens, just has happened to fall into place for you, <laughs> where you didn't really intend this one thing, but it, it took you on this course, and it was really what you wanted, right? Yeah. Now, what advice would you give for people who are, you know, listening and they think this is something I've been thinking about doing? Maybe it's not hot sauce, maybe it's something else, but that, you know, that what that, that they lack that motivation and inspiration to do it. Where did it come for you that you thought, you know, let's just try this? So I think for me was, I mean, because I, my goal was to be involved in the music community. Mm-hmm. And that's like hot sauce was the way to it, I guess. 
Um, but the goal is just like, here's a here's a group of people I really like and are, who are a lot of fun, and I just want to be around this more. And so I just kind of put myself out there and left myself open for flexibility on how that was going to happen. Um, I guess if I was to give for someone starting up like one piece of advice, like you don't need to have a 10 page business plan before you get started. You don't need to have all of these ducks in a row. And there's so many times like I myself or other friends have gotten stuck on just that initial start. Um, that's the hardest part and just do it. Just go for it. It doesn't need to be a big grand thing. It doesn't need to be its final form. Like chances are whatever you're thinking of currently as the final form of your idea, it's not going to happen that way. Right. Um, plans are never perfect. And not so, only that, but you, no, sorry, not to cut you off, but that um, when you started in 2015, I mean, it, you just recently went full time. Yeah. Like I'm talking so about it was a, a six, six years of doing it as a, for well, first it was hobby and fun, and then I mean it was really like four years of working two jobs and probably pulling like 60, 70 hour weeks most of the year. Wow. Now looking at where you're at now, and, and as you talked about when before we jumped on the mics, was that this is a life you want, right? You don't want to be working for anybody else. Yeah. And you want to have fun with your friends. Oh yeah, no, this is great. I mean, I get to, I the over the past couple weekends, like I just get to go see bands because like I just now work with bands and it's just <laughs> and I, I do. <laughs> like it's just what I do and so that's it's technically work um but it's great and I just I love the freedom and flexibility uh and at the end of the day the decisions that are made in this are mine and if it's right, right. if it's good so be it if it's bad at least I got the chance to do it for myself absolutely no and you know you have what, 34 different flavors, 22 to 24 active in a given year. Mm -hmm. um, but that, they're all $10, right? The, yep. the bottle. $10 bottle. even. Now, the other thing that I th is worth noting, and, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on it, but just the, the quality of it that, you know, when I asked you, what's the goal? You know, is it getting huge and being this global brand? And you said, well, you know, not if it compromises the, the, the quality of the product. And that's where you see it's been kind of headed whenever you have those conversations. So exactly. Tell me about the product itself, like what goes into it, and just so people know the quality of it. So uh, for our product, I mean, we don't get shipments from U.S. Foods or Cisco or anything like that. Like I try not even to use Restaurant Depot, if at all possible. Uh, the bottles, the three bottles sitting next to me right now, uh, I hand select all the produce. Like I go to Sir Mac and Rico Fresh and Tony's and there's just so many great uh, markets and mercados all around Logan Square and Avondale that have incredible produce. And the best part about our stuff is like there's never it's never we got a giant box of peppers and we're just going to kind of make these work. It's just we I hand pick out the best ones. Wow. Um, and I mean, we uh, it could be easier. It could be just getting big deliveries of stuff. And I know that that's what a number of people do. But for for what I'm doing, it makes more sense to keep it the highest quality and freshness and also in turn support all of those more independent grocery stores and markets in the neighborhood that I live in. And also in, in, in the collaboration you had with your friend, right? As you were telling me that you're getting your spices from oh, yeah, I, 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 like a local, you know, entrepreneur. Yeah, my kitchen roommate is a <laughs> Sean Sean Lamaster of Elf K Spices. I mean, uh, I I at the source. It's literally it's not something that was ground and packaged uh, 
thousands of miles away and then sent over and sat on a shelf. It's it was ground two days ago and it's in my products the next day. Yeah. And and what has been the biggest uh, as far as your grassroots efforts? Is it is it going out to these festivals? Is it, is it doing street fairs? Like how how has the the traction been built? Just showing up. I mean, taking every opportunity. I mean, I think I've only recently gotten to a point. Um, since it's now my full-time job where I have to be a little more discerning on does this make sense in a business aspect versus just going there to have fun. Um, but I mean, it's pricey too. Like, oh, yeah, up, they, right? They're expensive. I mean, the price to participate in Street Fest around the city uh, 29, from 2019 to when they started back up last summer was raised over 25, 30%. Oh man. Um, and what, it was, what are typical costs? Like what were you seeing out there for the fares? Previously for a 10 by 10 booth space, uh, pre-pandemic, it was usually around $750. And now with a new application fee, it's around 1100. Oh jeez. Which is, I mean, that's before even considering product costs, that's 110 bottles of hot sauce I have to sell before breaking even, let yeah, alone yeah. water and drinks and staffing right, and right, right. then factoring in pure cost of goods sold. Um, so now it's, it's for the larger things have to be a little more discerning, but there are so many great independent markets in Chicago, like Sauced, where I met you, Sarah's done an incredible job at building that up and really cycles through new vendors and makes it a point to include new businesses to give people a chance. Yeah. Um, I was telling you earlier how I met Sean, my spice, spicy Sean. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I'm kitchen a, roommate. I like I'm that. A kitchen yeah. roommate. Um, I mean, we've met doing a market at the Empty Bottle that's still going on to this day. Uh, I think it's the first Saturday of the month. Um, I mean, check out. I think it's uh, Handcraft Chicago, I believe is the name. Okay. Um, but there, they hosted the Empty Bottle. It's $30. Or it was $30 at the time. I'm sure it's still very reasonably priced. I mean, that's a huge difference, though. Yeah. So it's just taking those smaller opportunities and meeting people there and meeting other businesses and... I mean, just the the more you could say hi to people and get yourself out there, the the better it'll be. Yeah, for sure. And and, and given that Chicago is such a foodie city, you know, and, and and a culinary just hotspot in general, what has the reception been from the hospitality industry, or or, or has it gone down that route yet? It's been. I mean, we've had uh, a former collaboration project with Kuma's Corner, which at the nice. time was a very big thing for me, given yeah. the origin story there. Yeah. Um, you know what's crazy is when I first started this, they were they were one of the first people that I. Uh, oh really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So, yep, yep. Right there at the, uh, what was it uh, Belmont and uh, Sacramento? No, I think somewhere right around there. Yeah. 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 Um, but no, I mean we've we've been lucky to work with a number of great businesses. Uh, we currently have a project with El Shea Bar and Steakhouse in West Loop, which oh, that wow. was that's that a was a, a big one for me because that that's the first like oh like I'm working with a restaurant that's in Michelin conversations. Yeah, um, and they're incredible and have been so nice and so supportive. Um, so I'd say by like the hospitality section has always been very open and very kind. I completely get that craft products and craft price points are difficult to work with at times. I mean, restaurants are always tight margin now more than ever. So I, I'm very understanding in the fact that some people might not feel it's worth it to spend for our product when you could get something like Tabasco or Cholula for 
a fraction of the price. But I will say, I mean, I've had all three, right? Yours <laughs> and theirs, uh, the ones you just mentioned. And I mean, there's just no comparison. Yeah. I mean, not even close to it. It doesn't even seem like they're in the same conversation at all. Oh, I, I, I don't. They're in the conversation because they're bottled hot sauce. I but mean, yeah. I mean, it's like, uh, like buying a thing of Wonder Bread and then going to the bakery on your street Absolutely. and saying, really "What's, what's the difference between the two? And sometimes you can justify it, the more expensive one. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm working on different pricing structures and different uh, methods of delivery that might that hopefully will bring those costs down. For sure. Uh, we started bottling in gallons uh, as of last year, which if you do that in like a service bottle, the price point does become more competitive. So I'm hoping that with our flexibility lends with their flexibility and that we can start to get some more partners around the city. Because I can imagine that the, the bottles are probably pretty expensive. I mean, the process itself. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's because, yeah, it's me going to a, a produce location and picking it out and everything's cooked by, by cooked and bottled by hand. Right. Um, so it's just a fundamentally different process with a little bit more input in it than getting those shipments and putting it into a a machine process for sure and what about the feedback just from like being mexican that uh you know we do salsa obviously <laughs> that's our hot sauce but that you know we, we eat it in, in large quantities yeah and i told you i went through that bottle quick, you know? <laughs> but it was amazing they gave me some jalapeno one and it was, mm-hmm. uh, went amazing with the uh ceviche that i was making so excellent like, so what how do you i guess what's that learning curve with you know, I know that you have your hot sauce uh, aficionados, and, and mm-hmm. um, that's pretty typical of a bottle size. Yeah. But when people look at it and say, you know, I want bigger, or how do you use it, right? What What do you tell them? How, how What's the best way in terms of what it should go on? Is it, you know, different hot sauces for different? Uh, App, you nailed it right there. I mean, there's probably two flavors that we do. Perdition, our flagship, the one that I brought out to Kuma's. Um, that and another one that we make uh, called Dome Splitter, which is kind of my take on a Louisiana style. Those two are ones I would say like just across the board on whatever you'd like. But as you get into specific flavors like a ginger habanero or a recent one that we've done that was a uh, blueberry Mexican chocolate and scorpion pepper. <laughs> yeah, that one's wild. That one's really fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is, is the uh, the name imply also the experience. It's a hot pepper. It's yeah. a very hot pepper. But I use, like, when in all my products, I do use uh, super hot peppers, ghost pepper, scorpion pepper, Carolina Reaper, Jeez. but in a very small quantity, because they do have good flavors. They do have very interesting ways that they express heat on your palate. But if that's going to be the majority ingredient, then I'm generally going to stay away from it, because right, then right. you're not getting flavor. You're just getting pain. And pain. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot. <laughs> I, I just finally did the full like start to finish hot ones yeah. uh, box challenge with okay. the, with some friends last week. And as we crossed the threshold of like the first five to the last five, it was just like we're not going to cover the wings. We're just going to put a little drop on. And just like you start to look at the ingredients labels and you start to see for the first couple. The hot peppers are like fifth or sixth on the list. And as you get hotter, they're second, third, first on the list. And those are the ones. So if you're if you're out there looking at how some how hot something's gonna be, look at the ingredients and see where it ranks yep. 
on that list because the higher up there it's going to be, the hotter the product is. What's the the hottest one you have right now? Uh, the hottest that I have right now is a collaboration with a, a collective also in the city called Storm Chasers Ltd. Oh, that's cool. Um, it's uh, the folks behind bands like Intuit Over It and Pet Symmetry and There 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 and a number of other encompassing and they've done uh, podcast and video series. They've become a record label. So it was a pandemic project that kind of not not dissimilar from what you're doing. It's just like, well, how can we be more encompassing around this idea than just like, we're going to put out music, we're going to put out a podcast and just really trying to touch a lot of that area. So I put out one for their video segment uh, and the hot sauce is called Emo Hot Ones. Oh. <laughs> uh, and that's a double ghost pepper. So that one, the ghost pepper is higher up there on the ingredients list. So crazy, crazy. But still, like, I mean, after just doing the hot ones, I would say my hottest hits maybe maybe six out of ten okay. on that one. So wow. we still flavor flavor over everything. Because um, it really can uh, take away from the flavor experience. If, if it's oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I just ruin it. I did the hot ones last Wednesday, and I couldn't taste again until, like, Thursday afternoon. So. And, but that's a, that's a real thing. I mean, it can oh, last yeah. for a long time. Oh, yeah. No, it, it sticks there. And especially, uh, I was telling my friends, like, a hot sauce that has, like, oil in it or anything, it's just going to coat your tongue, and it's just going to stay there. Yeah. Um, so we don't – I don't want our products to be something that you open your fridge and, like, wince at. <laughs> Uh, there's something like, oh, you like you're you're excited to add this to your dish. You're excited to add that flavor and a touch of heat for sure. Now, um, as we we're talking, just in terms of the vision that you have, we want to share a little bit about what you what you have going on for 2023 and just what the goal and the vision is for the brand. Yeah, I mean, I'm very excited for 2023. This will be our first first full year um, in our own production facility. Uh, we had signed. A lease over at the Make City property, which is a small business incubator uh, on the west side here at Fulton and Damon, last January. And it took probably about four months or so to get everything up and running from there. So this year is the first, like, we, we have all of our tools. We have all of our ducks in a row already. So the big thing is just to to get out there and interact more with the hospitality industry, see how see different ways that we could be involved, even if it's with groups that don't necessarily have the budget to bring our products in. But if we could do something fun with them to increase our awareness, but also drive customers into their restaurant, yeah, um, and really just trying to to hit the farmers market cycle pretty hard. No, those are fun. Um, yeah, I love. I'm a big fan of the barter system. So if I can, if I could spend my summers just like really not paying for groceries and changing them for hot sauce, I'd be a very happy man. <laughs> hey, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> now, if people want to support, follow, uh, learn more, where can they find you on social media and website? So social media, uh, Instagram is really the one that we uh, update the most. I mean, that's when we're going to be updating what markets we're going to be at, events that we're having or hosting. <laughs> Um, and different product releases and launches. Otherwise, our website, uh, com, which uh, proud to say actually announced here that uh, we're currently building a brand new website. We're going to be updating our hot sauce labels, uh, just really tighten things up and bringing something uh, unique to that space. That's awesome. And just uh, the Instagram is Susair Hot Sauce. That's Susair Hot Sauce. Yeah, correct. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you coming in, Kyle, and just sharing your story. And it was such a pleasure meeting you and having you. Thank you, you so much. It's it's an honor, and I'm very very excited for more participation and to see what else you got going on.